Raisin Man Arena. How's everybody doing out there? Woo! <laughs> Me and wow. Sam are doing good. Thanks for coming, everybody. Oh, I miss doing this. This when you open the show and you have yeah. to say stuff like that. It's I never was good at it, and it feels very awkward. But then when I watch other people do it, it seems like the easiest thing in the world. You just keep saying, "How's everybody doing?" And like, "I'm so glad you're here." Sarah, that version was brilliant. What you just did. <laughs> you miss. It you miss doing so it live. <laughs> I miss doing it live. Yeah. Getting up on the stage, you know, and up to like 30 seconds before it's showtime being like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then going up Give there. it up for the bar. Yeah. <laughs> you're, say, you're saying that like over and over again because you're nervous. <laughs> and give it up for the bar. <laughs> I heard I heard one time um, on Steve Martin's um, Masterclass, you know, the Masterclass series. Yes, yes, of course. Steve Martin says, if you get on stage and you say, how's everybody doing tonight? You've wasted the most important part of your set. Mm, you've already Ooh. lost Isn't them. Isn't that interesting? Wow. And, I, and that's how I feel about seeing how's everybody doing. But then what else do you say? Especially if you're hosting, you do want to uh, connect with people like on a normal level. You don't want to come out and be a freak right away. That's funny. That makes me think of um, the Louis C.K., what, his last hour that I remember watching before he was canceled. Um that he gets on and he was like, I hate fucking right in the beginning. I'm just going to do my joke. And then he just like starts his bit and doesn't do any intro. And that seems like sort of the opposite or maybe it's not. But uh, like comedians famously, I feel like don't want to write the first thing. So that for Steve Martin, I think that's like the most important part is interesting. Well, I mean, I actually think that by Louis doing that is like use. He's like making a joke about like cliched openings. Uh, that's true. And I think he does that in other specials, too. But we mustn't talk of him. We mustn't yeah, talk yeah, about let's him. Call him. Let's call him some, something else. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend, Katie. <laughs> everything, that, everything that Louis has done in a special, we attribute it to Nanette. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. That, that doing guy. That Go ahead. I was going to say doing that intro with that music also reminds me of in college. I was in the all girls musical sketch comedy group Bloomers, which Vanessa Bayer was also in. She's on Saturday Night Live or she was. Uh, who knows? Friends wow. um, in High Places. And Friends in High Places. Tell her I quit. That she should watch Raisin Man Arena. Yeah, I'll, I'll send her a message. Um, we were always trying to get her to like come to our shows or promote our shit on her social media. And she never did it. Um and but before we would start every show, we had a band that would play Passion Pit songs and like stuff like that before the show would start. And we would be the cast would be backstage, like really dancing hard to get hyped up for um, the show. And I just always felt like, man, this is like the uncoolest thing in the world. And I'm like so embarrassed <laughs> and it, it made me feel so bad because I, I really liked the people I did it with. But I was like, I just can't stand to be this like cheesy. I don't know. Oh, yeah. The, the dancing of a cast member right before they're about to perform <laughs> is probably one of the worst genres of dancing in the world <laughs> yeah yeah Horrible. i don't i don't feel like I, I performed on stage long enough to develop like a solid thing but i think the beginning was always like the thing i was clumsiest at just the first thing you're supposed to do i could never i could never nail it i always felt like people could see right through me mm -hmm. like people could see how awkward and nervous i was yeah do you have an example of that or a moment I mean, even when we were doing Raisin Man Arena Live, um, you know, I'd come on and you kind of do that, that thing that improv groups aren't supposed to, we weren't an improv group, but it's that improv group thing <laughs> of coming on like, woo, 
yeah! <laughs> and it looks like stupid. And yeah. Stuff. yeah. And they're just so loud. You like freak out. <laughs> and yeah, all wearing black stupid. with a splash of color. But what do you do, you know? Because otherwise you come on and you're like, you know, you kind of do that stupid nod and you're kind of quiet. Um, yeah. Yeah. that's why I like I mean we were kind of getting onto it at the end when we were starting to do all the clown stuff Sam but like you know we would just come out the silence or you just come out and you look at people in silence it's more interesting mm. yes yes yeah. or I remember after when I did the open for cream sauce Edie Modica show uh, that I asked to eat, uh, Felipe for feedback on it afterwards and he was like you should do like a joke at the beginning rather than just like I think I got on and like talked for like Two and a half minutes explaining the premise of my first bit, which is like people asking you to hang out on a Friday night as if like no one had ever heard of like that <laughs> before um, and took so long to get into the first joke. And it's just like a, an awkwardness thing. Like I hate um, coming on and like immediately asking people to laugh at you. Something about that's embarrassing to me. So I'd rather just sort of bore people, I guess, than like do that. Well, I I, my vagina is stinky. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so I have friendships that I well, really like to yeah. I'll say this. Louise, the other, the, I don't know which special you named as Louis' last special, but in 2017, he comes on. He does a thing that's very like, uh, it's very... 2000s but he comes out and the first thing he says is like people are clapping and then it dies down and he goes i think abortion or like my opinion about abortion something like that and it gets a big laugh first of all it's fun. that is the one yeah talking about abortion is very like 2000s i feel like and and i think that that special is is about a comedian from the 2000s like i have some mm. i have some some thoughts about that but i think it's funny because like he he he, he f you know he's like oh, i'm just gonna say like the dumbest most annoying thing like first first thing and it's going to get a laugh um did it feel invasive when i told you that advice did it feel like you didn't ask for it you didn't like me giving you that advice no, I, I explicitly asked for it and i really appreciated it i feel like sometimes it's really hard to get people to give you honest feedback you have to like four or five times agree that you really want to hear what they actually thought um before someone will really tell you something man there's so much stuff about stand-up that's so stupid like you go, you like have to, I, I felt, I don't know if you guys felt this way, but it's no, like, <laughs> I just felt like you have to have, you have a, you have to have a joke like right away. And so you have all these like stupid one liners. Maybe you wrote it like three years ago and you're like, this is dumb, yep. but it gets a laugh. And then the you just use the short it. Line. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't like, it's not like thematically interesting. It doesn't lead you into anything interesting. You're just like, I know this is a way to get a laugh right away. Um, Unless you do the other more smarter thing, which is you observe what's happening, you come up with a little joke on the spot, you make it, and it kills. But sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't, and then that's really sucks. Yeah. Um, I used to feel like I didn't have the muscles to do that kind of thing, and I honestly think doing this podcast has helped. But I think, I think I'm better at like talking about what's happening better than I was. But maybe also therapy as well. But when we we were watching Felipe, when we went to the sh that show the other night, there was people going up there and starting to do their bits. And I was like, oh, this is strange because your your bit is so divorced from what's happening right now in this like outside bar mm. that it's like complete. You might as well like not be there. It's like watching a crate like someone who's completely disassociated perform or like make love to you or something. It's It's like awful you know it was yeah. seeing that comedy show was like being made love to <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah no that that's really disconcerting that's why i don't want to do um 
outdoor shows. I'm like, I don't have material that responds to anything that's going on now. I don't want to talk about well my old life. Simple Town. So Simple Town did this outdoor show, and I I felt like, oh, all these sketches, none of them sort of contradict COVID. It's not like they're, but they don't address it, or it's like, oh, do these sketches make sense? So we like tried, we tried our best, and we had two ideas that I thought were funny, and one was like we came on and we were like really dead. We had like gloves and a mask. And like I had a garbage bag on me and then we just like for like three minutes, we just put on hand sanitizer and that was like how we opened. That's uh, funny. Which did I think people we'll, laugh. Yeah, I I mean, did people laugh, Sam? Do people like that? People didn't laugh. No, people were silent. <laughs> no, people were mm. laughing, dude. I, I don't think so. I remember it, it being kind of silent. Mm. And, and there being a couple giggles, but never mm. a moment where the audience laughed as one. Carly saying that people were laughing. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I feel like I've noticed it's about Simple Town where like uh, you guys will get off the stage and I'll ask different people in the group how it went and it's just like totally radically different feelings. And it probably has to do with when you're in a group. You know, I also feel this way about when we did the Razor Man show live. Like you only thought the show went well if like your set was good, like the rest of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't it didn't really Sorry, matter. I, I'm just texting Carly to shut the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, leave Carly alone. She's leave Carly she's alone. standing up Carly, for us. I did I did think I didn't think we did <laughs> What's that, Sam? Sorry, Say I'm that done. joke again. Say the joke again. Okay. Yeah, the joke is I'm I'm holding my phone and I'm saying, you fucking bitch, support us on the podcast in the stream <laughs> or don't come onto the stream at all. And I'm sending it. And I put my phone down. That's pretty good. That's I'll text her too. Thanks. Hi, Carly. Thanks. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for coming. <laughs> You know, I, th- I, a lot of people in the group thought that it didn't go well, but I thought it went just fine. But also, so I was wearing, um, swimming goggles. Like that was part of the, of the kind of hygiene bit. We were all wearing like goggles, but I had swimming goggles, which fogged up immediately. And I was so excited to finally get to perform again. Blood was just rushing through my ears. So all I could, all I could hear was my heartbeat right in my ear. Boom, 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 boom. And my goggles were fogged up. I couldn't, no one could see if I was smiling. I, I had this awareness that my face was totally blank because I was wearing a surgical mask as part of the bit. And so I was just... I was like in Saving Private Ryan when the bomb goes off and you just hear the ringing. I was like, I'm just going to get through this bit. Like, I love it. I'm having fun. But I couldn't see, <laughs> I couldn't see how people, if people were enjoying it. I couldn't hear if people were enjoying it. I was just having the time of my life. Wow. Mm. Mm. That's I amazing. I had a lot of fun too. I had a lot of, but it, this is interesting. Afterwards, Felipe had a piece of feedback for me and my performance and, I was, and how the, the show went and Sarah, I did not take it as graciously. You got mad. Did you get mad at me? Did you get mad at me for giving it? I did it? not ask for it. Uh, <laughs> did you get mad at him? I got, uh, yeah, no, I got, I got, I got I defensive. I got, I got defensive. Well, let's and hear I, it. Is, and I, maybe it could help some of our listeners who are also comedians, you know, that, to hear this feedback. Do you want to say it or should well, I say the feedback? You say the feedback. Yeah, yeah. It's just the, f- I mean, I'll say this. I don't know if this is the correct feedback and it's actually like what my mind is on all the time, but I felt like there were moments that got, and I don't think it was just Sam, but there were moments that got stretched out. Like we like to riff in the middle of like a sketch, but you got to get to the point sometimes. And I felt like we were doing a little too much riffing and I think it kind of muddied what the joke was. 
I don't. Mm. I could be wrong though. I I tend to go minimalist, and sometimes people mm. in the group want to kind of riff and be maximalist. Do a maximalist. And Sam mm. was the primary muddier, and he felt like everybody else kind of knew what they were doing, but Sam was just mm. mucking it all up. I mean, yes. yes. I yeah. just remember. I'm sure other people were like, muddy. Ooh, what's that? What's that? It's a little a little hot dog you're eating, and I picked up the hot dog as I'm playing with it. Ooh, what's that? What's your? What are you wearing over here? And I like play with the woman's dress. You guys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he started touching someone's hair. Ooh, ooh, nice, nice little makeup here. Oh, that's nice. Let me smudge that a little bit. You do a little British accent. <laughs> yeah. oh, where are you from? Are you from Essex? Are you all, are you both from Essex? You you all came from Essex. Ooh. Oh no, go over here. You you're a big man. Oh, you bet you talk like this. Oh, you're awful, just awful stuff for twenty minutes. Right. Right. He, he was he was doing crowd work back? like an English comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Ooh, I bet dude. you like a nice wank. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I mean, everybody, everybody was stretching stuff out because we're finding our footing again. But there were moments, where, like there were sketches where I was like, "Oh, people don't know what to laugh at because they don't know what the game is, or they don't." Yes. yes. Mm. I well. Sorry, I, I gave you. Sorry, I gave you advice you didn't want to hear. Carly, did people like Sam's riffing? Uh, you to say what you thought. <laughs> I thought that. Yes, the sketch was con- people were confused about what to laugh at the ske- at the sketch, but Felipe's diagnosis of it was wrong, <laughs> which was which is he was like, you need to shorten your speech, and in my speech, I'm just saying words, waiting for members of Simple Town to cut me off, and and so there's nothing for me to shorten i'm just waiting to be cut off by other members so it, you're lying at the wrong dis- you're you're like your analysis is with the let me start over again you're mad at the <laughs> wrong decision maker i'm not the decision maker in that instance no, no, no. It's, it's the, the other, other people. people look we can talk about the sketch if you want to on <laughs> on the pod but my thing is that we're waiting until you i i, I mean i don't know about because i'm not the first one to cut you off but you're we're waiting until you say a specific set of things to make it clear i said i said all the things kind of you kind of dallied i mean whatever I maybe said I, all the things. <laughs> <laughs> what sketch i feel i've seen them all i don't know which one you're talking about graduation sketch. Uh, bug graduation wow you really riff too long on the bug graduation that's kind of i know it's imp- you think it's impossible yeah, to do, it's, be too long on that sketch there's the butterfly it's there's so the dragon well it's so well written that sketch has to be airtight (laughs) airtight and you were hamming it up up there as what the president of the school sam needs to be a surgeon on stage yeah (laughs) be precise Carly brings up a good point, which is she's saying in the chat, I fucked up the audience bit with Sam, so I really can't criticize. And this gets back to something which kind of amazed me, which was before we were about to perform, I said, I went up to Carly and I said, Carly, I'm going to be using you in the in an audience participation section. So get ready. And then the first sketch that Simple Town does, I'm pretending to be this this um, this author and I call on Carly and I ask her. (laughs) for what? a trope from a novel yes yeah. to, to, to name a fear of society and i said you in the black shirt and she literally like she did like a huh and then she like looked <laughs> over her shoulder to see if i was pointing at someone else in a cartoonish manner wow carly why did you act like that go off in the to chat be fair, she 
felt like she was wearing a green shirt but it was a dark <laughs> green shirt <laughs> and in the darkness of the bar to me it looked black mm. she, she panicked she says that's yeah. funny because i've seen you guys do that sketch before and i feel like for some reason people really freeze up because the audience i find not everybody wants to shout stuff out but there's always a core group in any audience of people who are like ready to shout stuff out given any opportunity but what are the the fears of society whatever the question is it like throws people they can't I know think of it's any. incredible yeah. the, sam says what <laughs> you name one of the ills of society and mm. people turn into just donkeys <laughs> people turn into just worm-brained yes they just don't understand what he means and then sam gives an example but I, I think we got to tinker with that one. Ask him to name a place, an indoor place or, you know. <laughs> I know it's yeah. like somewhere you go when you're happy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe given it. I don't know. I don't know. I just think people. I don't know. People don't like to get called on, I guess. I wanted to say I've seen new new viewers uh, claim in. If you just joined in, welcome to Raisin Man Arena, the number one uh, RuPaul's Drag Race recap podcast. Uh, we'll be talking all night about RuPaul's. We do mm -hmm. American Drag Race. We do the British Drag Race. There's British Drag Race. There's definitely other ones. I don't know if they're Australian or or what it is. Canadian. Whoa. We do them all. Drag. The first twenty minutes of the pod is. is is trying to figure out which country's drag race we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And once we figure it out, we're off to the races and we yes. watch yes. the episode. We said this up top, but again, if you need to leave for any reason, that's fine. But just say in the chat while you're leaving so that we know. And if you need to use the bathroom, it is out of your bedroom. If you're in your bedroom, you go out into the hallway and then uh, you will know where your bathroom is in your house. Sometimes yeah. it's a little smaller door. But turn on a light. That'll help help find it and if and if there's any uh, emergency situation if there's a fire in your house please exit out of the exit of your house you will know where that is uh, ours is mine is <laughs> that way oh simeon says that he's leaving because it's not funny well okay hmm. well you don't have to say the true reason of what it is you could make something up yeah, yeah. you could be a little bit yeah. that's, that's, that's the only reason nice. you can't leave yeah <laughs> <laughs> If you think it's not funny, give us another opportunity and then see, but then make up a different reason. Yeah. And then make up a different yeah. reason. Well, I'll say this that I wanted to say earlier, which is very funny. Uh, Sam doesn't have the problem of like not knowing what to say when he first gets on stage because he has a perfect one liner joke. Do you know what it is? I'm going to tell it that you yeah, usually start your set with. Um, so uh, me and my girlfriend are planning on having kids, but we can't decide uh, whether we want to have two kids or one really big kid every time i see you do that joke people lose their minds yeah i don't know if i <laughs> yeah it's a, it's mm. i always i think it's a funny joke it has kind of a, a click hole you know it's like my my big large son a little surreal yes yeah yeah, yeah. my large son and you can uh, you can kind of start it off in a serious manner because it's about you're talking about a relation problem with your relationship you know so yeah you get kind of quiet yeah, and I remember seeing you do it for the first time when I first like we went to you guys' open mic and I was like, oh shit, he has a girlfriend. And then you got to the end of the joke and I was like, oh no, it's made up. <laughs> oh, you used to it's like double you, relief. You used to like Sam. Yeah, that Sam was cute. Yeah. 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 And then that didn't uh. work out, did it? <laughs> no. I've always wondered if we should I think we should talk about that. Are you guys cool with talking about that? Um Sure. We can talk about that, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, this is the podcast where we rehash the micro sort of um, misalignments and kind of aggressions and and joys that we have in our three way friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, if you have any questions, yeah. I've yeah, never thought. Open this up, up, man. I've never, <laughs> I've never thought <laughs> that either like of you were cute. Oh, um, <laughs> I was just gonna say that then Sam, Sam, then you, uh, then you ask uh, Sarah out, and she didn't want to. I thought that I, I asked you out, but I don't remember. Or maybe you asked me out. Felipe, I, the, a brilliant, brilliant opening of the, of the wound here. <laughs> I didn't. I. That's why I asked you if you wanted to talk about it. You could have said no. <laughs> Asking Felipe to sort of like, uh, you know, sort of like DJ a sort of emotional sort of, yeah, like emotionally tumultuous moment and two other friends is like, you're the head surgeon. And then you look over and your little son is there, your eight-year-old <laughs> son, and you take the scalpel and you hand it over to your eight-year-old son and you say, here, you do the surgery. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'll say this because my my because Sam, you're you're sort of you're sort of a stone inside. You're kind of like a, a you're mm. you're you're st- you know you're you're steady waters. But but what I have, yes, I do make mistakes. But I have heart, and I have like a kind of it's the kind of messiness of emotion. <laughs> it's and true. It's, it's and true. it's because of my Latin nature against your Saxon nature. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sam oh, is, is a French Huguenot uh, descendants, <laughs> or no, um, Zachary right. English, English stock, and I'm of Italian. I'm an Italian American. Yeah. Well, I admire your transparency, Felipe, and I try. I try and emulate it more. Well, do you guys? I mean, I thought it would be an interesting thing to talk about, but if you don't want to talk about how you guys were going to hook up, I, we don't know. No, we can talk. We can about talk it. about it. We can talk about it. I, I don't know. What to say it. We went on a date. Um, I didn't know you guys went on a date. We did, or I thought it was a date. No, it was a date. It was a date. It was a date. But you suggested before (laughs) an open mic. We should meet up and go on a date before an open mic. We were both about to go to, and I thought that's the worst idea ever. Sam, but the better idea that Sam had was that we go on a date after an open mic. So that's not that's so huge a difference. But uh, I guess to. People that want to have sex, yeah, that is tactically, that's when you go on the days after. We went to Ladies yeah. Who Ranch open mic together. Wait, was that the night that I lost my phone? No. No. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, you were on the date with us, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I lost my phone and you I ruined it. <laughs> but then it didn't happen. Um, you guys didn't hook up. We didn't hook up. And the next day was 4th of July. <sighs> wow. wow. Our and then we went birthday. to Will... Will's house for Fourth of July. You know, we went on the date. We went to a skate park and we watched skateboarding. And um, Sam talked about how he loves John Early and um, <laughs> how uh, John Early and Ben Early to rise. Yeah, he wanted to make a comedy porn video. <laughs> I'm trying to remember wow. other stuff that you talked about. This is, you know, I didn't really know Sam. We had not hung out before. Um, I said I want to make a comedy porn video <laughs> with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought we had a pretty good time it was for like fine and and then we went to the open mic and you did that new bit where you like fall on the ground and your pants fall off and you roll around on the floor mm. funny bit yeah did it do Which well funny uh, it did well yeah oh that's so good uh, to go on a date and then go to an open mic with that person and you do well yeah well but uh, then later on but then nothing happened why but then nothing happened well, what happened, Felipe, on the on the 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 night you lost your phone, which you were in a terrible mood. Oh my god! Afterwards, I went crazy. Afterwards, I think I said to Sarah, I said, 
you know, like, look, I'm I would want to sleep with you, but I think I'm just looking for that right now. And Sarah said, that's not what I'm looking for. Uh, and then we were like, okay, okay cool. And then we wouldn't do it. Fair. And then I guess like a year later <laughs> or half a year, <laughs> half well, a year. Sarah and we became much better friends. And I thought to myself, oh, Sarah's really, really cool. And I like Aww. her a lot. And then I uh, told Sarah that I, I had feelings for you. But it and was too think, late. And it was too late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you seemed surprised that night. And then the next day you were just like, and just to let you know, I, I don't have any feelings for you. Was it via text, I think? Yeah, yeah. I was surprised by it. No, I don't think anyone in cold blood has ever told me that they had feelings for me like that. that you know, it's always sort of uh, unsaid. You kind of date someone for a little bit and then you're like, well, now we're boyfriend and girlfriend or, you know. So that was surprising. It was cool, though. But it was also funny because we were about to go in and eat dinner with um, Will and Alex. And we just like had this conversation and then we just like walked inside and acted like it didn't happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we were smoking cigarettes, so it was kind of cool That's at right. that moment. You yeah. Know? And we had just been having a conversation about how I was like, oh, it sucks that as a woman, you when you get older, you become sexually less viable. And you were like, yeah, but when you're a man, you become more viable. Um, and so and then we got into this. Oh, Felipe says his um, computer pooped out. Oh, he's gone. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. This has never say, happened before, guys. I've never seen him so still. <laughs> Hmm. Huh. Well, I guess we just uh, yeah. If we're professionals, I guess we just keep talking, right? Because you remember, uh, Sam's actually planning on going on a vacation to see his family, and he asked Felipe, should he bring his sound equipment so that he can do the podcast from remote? And Felipe said, No, me and Sarah can do it without you. <laughs> so we're gonna we don't really actually need Sam. Yeah. But yeah, I I did feel like we need Felipe. We never talked about just you and me doing it. We, I think we'd have a really fun time. I think we there wouldn't be as many screens as there are on the Twitch stream, but I think it would no. be fun. Yeah, well, I guess we should wrap up the story, our story of uh, Felipe says, um, stream stopped, fuck, LOL. Oh, hmm. Well, do you think we should keep recording? Uh, I guess we might as well keep recording. Hey. You want to come in here? I mean, it's, I'm the one streaming, so I have to turn it back on. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> well. It's funny for us to be talking about our romance and then Felipe to sort of disappear from it, leaving only you and me. I feel like uh, we're going to play. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of, well, that's kind of typical, you know, of someone, of Felipe to, to kind of set up the conversation and then. <laughs> yeah, and then totally bounce because he's tired or wants to play video game. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking to the people in the chat. Thanks for listening. Oh, do you mean we should keep recording because this becomes the recorded podcast? Yeah. I, well, Felipe just came into my moon room and he was like, Well, I was like, Do you want to come in here? And he was like, Well, it's streaming on my computer, so I just have to restart it. And I was like, Well, it can just be a record regular recorded podcast, you know? Yes, or maybe it's a half hour special. Hmm, I wonder yeah. if we lost all of our listeners. We'll find out. I was uh, very sad after that for a period of time. I didn't know that. Yeah. Felipe's I back. I was. 
but it's oh. also easy it's also easy to 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 kind of attribute large sadness to one thing when it probably there's a lot of forces at work you know hmm. Hmm. yeah i kind of wondered if you were sad about it or if you really felt any kind of way but i felt uh weird to ask about it yeah so Still recording. Uh, we're still recording. Mm. Good thing we do this every week. We'll just do remake you, it. Do you want to re- pause the recording? And you're e- and you're eating. Hmm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> I'm eating a little pizza crust. Oh no, we were really getting into it too. Hmm. And I thought we had a yeah. pretty good start. Hmm. I thought we had a good start too. And we had 21 listeners. And Felipe, just make sure when you're editing this, I'm to cut out the part where I said I felt sad. <laughs> really? <laughs> just saying, just we saying are, that in hopes. We are. It's, live we're live. Again. We're live. We're live again. Who can? Who's still on? Did everybody leave the chat? Do we still have all the viewers we had, or did we lose them all? Seth's back. Seth's, we got 10 viewers. Oh, wow. We lost half. That's hey, great. Can the 10 of you, can the 10 of you go find those other 10 guys? Tell them to come back. Show's come back, back on. They're come back. They're running down the street. <laughs> come back. If those are your friends, tell them to come back. The yeah. cops have left. Can you guys, can you guys kind of take the reins a little bit? I'm doing, I got to do some tech, tech support and figure out what happened with my audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah sh- sure. So I felt pretty sad. So we were, so, um, last, <laughs> so thank you for all those who stayed. Last week we were, we were talking about why Sam and Sarah never ended up hooking up or dating or anything like that. And if you want to know what happened, my computer got the blue screen of death. I'm uh, overtaxing it with tons of, I mean, I if you saw the picture of the guy who teched the uh, DNC, the Democratic National Convention, <laughs> looked that up. He was in his house, monitors everywhere, just every screen possible. Oh, I That's seen what that. I was up against. And, you know, I got a gaming laptop. It plays, uh, you know, it, 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 it plays at a pretty high resolution. I can have like shadows on and like pretty high graphic qualities. Apparently, streaming uh, OBS, having a YouTube video in the background and a little uh, GIF that says Raisin Man Twitch stream. Apparently, it's too much for my computer to take. So that's where we're at. But uh, maybe f- figure uh, where were you guys talking about uh, hooking up with each other? It was amazing. It was. I mean, it was. It was just I, one crazy night. It was one night, and that's why we never went back and did it again. It Wait, was you guys like, hooked up. Yeah, dude. No. Yeah, yeah. You did not hook up. Sarah's more daft than I. Uh, Damn, I can't believe. I'm sad because I think all the sound. We lost the sound. The beginning was good. I thought we did a good beginning, so that sucks. Because sometimes we do kind of a soft beginning, and I'm like, it feels to me like it's been 15 minutes, and it's only been like three, and I'm like, damn, we're out here bombing. But the, today, I thought we did a good job. We'll solve yeah, it. So. It's okay. You know, I think if I did lose the audio, we'll just do an extra episode. 
Sick. Wow, I'd love that. I'll, I'll say this that I remember also about me, what happened with me and Sam, that um, when I, I talked to Felipe about it, I was like, oh, Sam told me that he had these feelings for me. And I, I said that I didn't feel the same way. And uh, Felipe was like, oh, I'm surprised that you said no, because I thought that you were going to say yes. And I was I like, really oh, that, I that made me sad. Say yes. Hmm. In fact, I think I, rem- I remember encouraging Sam. I said, go, dude. <laughs> that made me sad because then I imagined that whole scenario. And I was like, oh, Felipe said, I promise Sarah will say yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember the next time I used to come over to you guys' apartment in your old apartment and sit around. I was supposed to be there doing my remote job, but I was just like, sleeping on the couch while you guys were working. And um, Sam, you like got up and left without saying where you were going oh, or goodbye. God. And I was like, mm-hmm. horrific, mm-hmm. depressing, yeah, pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a petulant <laughs> child. Yeah, but you knew that that would piss me off, and it, it absolutely did. Wait, you I did, did, it did piss you off. <laughs> yes. Why were you well, to I was pissed Sarah off, off, and I want I, I wanted other people to be mad too. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it was my version of this is not normal. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You can't just things can't just go back to normal. You were like Hari Kondabolu. This is not normal. Hmm. And now things are normal. And now me and Sam have both found someone and we're both really happy. Mm-hmm. So we it's look the same back person, <laughs> unfortunately, but, <laughs> but we're really what happy. If, Just what kidding. If it was Hari Kondabolu, but he was an incel <laughs> and then he was tweeting, women are day 100 of no one fucking me. This is not normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, my my brain just goes into uh, naughty land whenever I think about riffing. Whenever you think about what? riffing, I don't, I don't. do you want to try your naughty riffs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never mind. No, no, I, I don't think we've we've really like, or I haven't figured out what's a, appropriate or inappropriate to say on the podcast. You know, so I, I think that's just an internal battle I I have, but we should move on. Oh man, I'm kind of fuming about this audio issue. Dang, I wish you could let it go. Every time, yeah, I w- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Me too. Right. Sarah, I hope when you're at my wedding and I'm marrying some beautiful, beautiful person, you're like kind of, a, you're like one of the bridesmaids or whatever. You're mm. in the audience and you're like fuming with anger, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think that's a cool wish? Yeah, that is, that's a cool wish. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine what it would be like. And I'd be like, oh, dang. Cause I'm, I'm in this imagining I don't have anyone, I guess. And yes, so, yeah, yeah, of course. What if Sarah has a really good guy and what she's fuming about is that he forgot, um, he forgot to bring, bring her to bring jackets. jackets to bring her nice really shoes or something <laughs> yeah. like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of go up to Sarah afterwards and I kind of hug her conciliatorily. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I know today's a hard day for you. <laughs> but Man, you're just cold. <laughs> what's up? There's so much representation of that in the media, like lifelong regrets, friends that like don't get together that are supposed to be together. And I wonder how much that is like happening in people's lives. I guess all the time. I think it's overrated. I think like hanging on to some like past idea of someone you could have been with. I think so. I feel like I don't know. I guess I haven't lived a whole life, but it's like you made a bunch of choices all throughout your life. And if you're like regretting like one choice, 
It's like, that's more about you now than it is about you then. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I also think people, most people used to at least like get married in their like 20s and early 30s. But I think if, you know, for our, at least our sort of, you know, socioeconomic status and like cultural milieu, like we'll get very married at a point in our lives where we'll understand that marriage is like this sort of bloodless economic proposition. And you just sort of marry the person who you're going to like feel is like most economically feasible to like have children with. And there's, and so there, there aren't these kinds of like regrets of like, ah, like the love of my life is gone. It's like, it's, it's a business decision at that point. If you're getting married at like 35, you know <laughs> yeah hmm. trying, to yeah, merge, wrong. trying to merge trying to merge kingdoms yeah trying to merge no. the kingdom of uh well, i was gonna say my street and then the street of someone else but i don't want to say where i live sam please don't do that <laughs> says nick cage fan the secret listener uh, whose name is nick but who i don't know who is actually one of my friends from college. Hey, Nick. Someone's here. Yeah. yeah. I won't do that, Nick. Stock market's it was, up. It was easy huh. as you saying it. Stock market's up. Stock market's up, folks. Felipe, God forbid Kyle Rodriguez music finds out where you live. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come to your house. <laughs> Felipe lives on, on St. Mark's. Yeah, St. Mark's. Yeah, under St. Mark's. <laughs> how is it that, how is it, and I just want to know, how is it that uh, Wall Street is doing well? Meanwhile, you take a walk mm -hmm. down to Main Street. Main Street is struggling. How can Wall Street be doing well when Main Street is struggling? Mm. Mm. How can yeah, that yeah. be? Yeah, it makes you think of sort of the fat cats, you know, are, are getting richer, but the real dogs are out here still just walking in the streets, yeah. you know, they eating built scraps. A, I think they built like a, a an above ground monorail over Main Street. So it's like very loud and in shadow the whole time. So no one wants to shop there, you know. They say that a rising tide lifts all boats. Well, I look around me, I, my friends in Main Street and Main Street is struggling. But we're happy for Wall Street. We're not saying that we wish Wall Street was doing bad. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> listen, if, if anybody can be feeling good right now, take it. I'm not, you take know, it, take it. You know, normalize. Like, don't don't be ashamed of your success. You, you earned it. But I'm just want yes, to know yes. why the discrepancy. Why? <laughs> it's like when your friends are depressed and you're depressed, but you become undepressed. You don't have to wait for them to cheer up. To you can just go on your way and they'll catch up it's like you're yeah exactly it's like your friends want you to be happy so to the people at wall street be happy get <laughs> secure the bag but to the people yeah, in main yeah. street come on what's going we gotta, on we gotta get ours <laughs> to yeah. the people on wall street like suggest little day trips that you could go on with Ma main street you know like uh be the initiator call main street and talk to them on the phone for a little while you know you know what mm -hmm. happened is that I uh, drank. I was. I thought, oh, it'd be fun if I drank while I was on the stream, and I think I. And that's what happened. A little bit too much. No, I'm talking about a different thing now. I'm talking about how I'm feeling. 
And he crashed the show because he got too drunk. I got too drunk and my computer exploded. <laughs> That's totally unprofessional. Uh, none of my sound got uh, saved. Oh, I want to. Oh, no. I want to care. Oh, God. Well, we, we're going to need everybody who's in the chat to remember some of what Felipe said so we can piece it back together when we're done. Yeah, I'm going to so, so HDR it. I'm going to just say it all into uh, you, all right. Do you feel like you've learned from this moment? I think there's a lesson about hubris and the number of screens <laughs> you can stream at once. I know, I know. I thought Not that I could, so. I thought that I could have infinite YouTube videos. Uh, man, this is going to be a pain in the ass tomorrow morning when I have to mm, put together it, the podcast. Have you guys read um, Electric Mr. Burns? The play didn't that? Didn't oh, they do yes. that at our school, yeah. Sam? Were you in it? Yes, they did. You were in no. it. Hmm. Did you audition for it? No. <laughs> Good question, it's, though. It's about a post-apocalyptic world that we'll all be living in where um, people, there's no TV, you know, anymore. And uh, you can profit by remembering lines from episodes of The Simpsons. Like, people will pay you because they're trying to reconstruct episodes of The Simpsons to do as plays. Um, and it just reminds me of this. If we could just reconstruct the beginning of this episode, if any of you can remember any of it, we will reward you. I'm just going to have to go back in and edit and grab the sound from the stream, which will be recorded, but then cut out you guys talking so that I can use your... I mean, it doesn't even matter. You guys uh, watched any of the DNC? Cool. Uh, no, but I did hear on the radio that Joe Biden gave an incredible speech, and I just was like, I didn't believe that. Like, what could he possibly have said? What could he have said? It was a good speech? That was incredible. Wait, hold on. Yes. Maybe we can... Who said that? Brian Lair. Brian Lair said it, and Brian Lair said that on Fox News, they were also saying that Joe Biden gave an incredible speech, and it just is like hard for me to believe. Like, what has not been said about the powers that people don't the like powers Trump. that be are coming together to shake hands? That's what's happening. Yeah, Brian Lair, he's in the room where it happens. He got this. He yes. got this speech from whoever's at the tippy top, and they were like, "Listen, we yeah. got to coordinate here because the people, the people at the top, they know what they want." Because they know... Don't play any clips. They know yeah, President Trump is, is closing in. They know <laughs> President Trump is closing in on the perverts, and he's going to put them all in prison. Mm, mm. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. He, he absolutely is. Yeah. yeah. He's closing they in, said, and that's why Brian Lair... Fox News said to Brian Lair, look, you say... Uh, uh, Biden's speech is good, and we'll give you twenty minutes with Bill De Blasio. They said we'll give you twenty dollars. The they said room. they said we'll give you twenty dollars. <laughs> we'll give you twenty dollars. Yeah. Um, you know what about this planned obsolescence? What about it? <laughs> <laughs> totally fucked. I know it we is fucked. Kind of dusted off the DNC, and we're now we're on to planned obsolescence. Yeah. We can circle back, Felipe. Maybe you really had something you wanted to say. No, I didn't really have no, but actually, I did have this to say, which was that we found out that apparently, uh, what's her name, the woman who does the uh, Trump lip syncs, Mary Trump, his sister. No, <laughs> what are you talking? About? <laughs> <laughs> no, Sarah. Um, <laughs> what's her name? Oh, Sarah Cooper. Sarah Cooper. Sarah Cooper, the woman who does the Trump lip syncs and has gone viral, and she hosted Kimmel from that empty house where they, I guess, have the hosts do the monologue. She spoke at the DNC. Wow, that's wow. cheesy. Insane. As herself or as Trump? I think probably as herself. I don't think she was doing a Trump lip and sync. 
Could have been funny though. And she about her process or or about like bringing America together or about like did she have any policy stuff? Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm willing to bet that she didn't have any policy stuff. But let me look it up. Let's see. You guys keep talking. I'll look this up. Yeah, I it is so cheesy to me how much like uh I think it's mostly moderate liberals, but maybe it also happens with moderate conservatives. Um the desire to be associated with kind of middle American comedy stuff, like how much they love Tina Fey sheet caking and Maya Rudolph getting to play Kamala now and like wanting to have Sarah Cooper actually come to the DNC and actually give a speech. Like it's so annoying. It's so anti-funny. Uh it I can't understand it. And that's that's them trying to connect with middle America. No, I, I don't know what it is. They just think that that strikes me as like middle American comedy. You know, there's nothing interesting oh, about Tina yes, Fey coming yes, on yes. and doing that. Yeah. And yes. they just think it's cool. That's to them. That's like the cool kids is to get those that subgenre of comedy, the sort of mainstream, I guess, uh, to come and be associated with like the real politics. Uh, it's very lame. Yes, it is. It's sad. And I guess it used to be maybe this is a cliche, but like, you know, the like left or at least the liberal wing of like, you know, the Democratic Party had like their finger on the pulse of what was cool in the 60s or whatever. But now it's like the party thinks what's cool and like what and what's culturally relevant is like so far from what's culturally relevant and what's cutting edge. Exactly. So it just makes me feel embarrassed. I hate feeling embarrassed. Hold on. The video, the video is playing on the screen. Let me just play the sound. This is her speaking at the DNC. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. I, you know, people, uh, there were people in, uh, in, in comedy who were mad that she like got, uh, a Netflix deal because they think she's corny and, you know, fair. I, mm. I think that I'm not a big fan of the lip syncing, but, uh, we found out that she's like 42. <laughs> was she trying to conceal that? What do you mean you found out? Well, I thought she was like our age, like in her 20s um, and had just like happened upon this TikTok thing. But she's like she's I guess she's been hustling. Mm. I mean, I don't I don't know. She's been doing this about Trump since before yeah. he got elected. <laughs> <laughs> she's been doing this for 10 years. Mm. I don't know. I guess like, you know, if if you're mad about some like, you know, 25 year old who started doing a TikTok thing, got a Netflix yeah, show, yeah. you're like, oh, this is corny. But if you're 42, like, I don't know, you know, get yours. Like, it's exactly it's time. Get yours, get this yours. is like the Wall Street Main Street thing. You know, it's like we totally. don't we want people who are 42 to have what they want. You know? Yes. So get some property. I'm, I'm yeah. happy for Sarah Cooper. I don't love the content, but, you know, I there's no cheat. Yeah. No such thing as cheating. There's no such thing as cheating. And uh, your competitors are not other comedians. You know, it's the industry that you're really competing against. In the oil and gas industry. The oil and gas industry. <laughs> offshore yeah. drilling. And luckily, Sarah um, Cooper has roundly shaken hands with them by being at the DNC. Yeah. She has, de- she has decided <laughs> yeah. where she stands on that line, you know, on the r- relative to that line in the sand. And it's with the oil and gas industry. 
I also think to me, I wasn't even trying to like subtweet really Sarah Cooper as being like, oh, she's lame. They shouldn't have her at the DNC. I just think them wanting to be associated with comedy, maybe at all is lame. I mean, maybe having Connor O'Malley is funny, Carly. That's probably a good idea. But like, really, they should get somebody cool like Marina Abramovich before she <laughs> got rich or Man on Wire or some sort of experimental performance artist. You know, why a comedian? Although she is cool. already corny. Marina Abramovich Marina? has been corny it's, for a minute. Oh yeah, for like probably twenty five years or something. Well, because she I mean, like because now it. she like makes she makes her money like giving uh, seminars to like mega rich people about like endurance performance or shit like that. Yeah, and I think that is corny. I did actually. The DNC should get Caroline Schleeman to pull a scroll out of her vagina <laughs> and read it. <laughs> yeah, that's what they I'm should. About. That's what's they cool. should get Vito. They should get Vito Aconci to uh, <laughs> sit underneath a, a wooden box where everybody's walking and jacking off all day long. <laughs> Wait, I did. <laughs> I did want to talk about Randy Rainbow, who I've been kind of obsessed with for the last yes. week. Uh, well, I've been looking forward to this I'm because I don't know who it is, and Sam's gonna miss it out on the explanation. Should so. I? I mean, yeah. I think he kind of knows who Randy Rainbow is. Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, they should get. They should have gotten. I like Sebastian. Sebastian Maniscalco. Sebastian. They should have got David Blaine. I love David Blaine. Yeah, he doesn't. Not a magician, you know. A real life. He just does real life tricks that are are real. It's not a trick. What if you put? What if? You, what do you call that? What if he and Biden got inside of a metal box? And then had to get out of it in 48 hours. <laughs> no food, no water. That would be extremely sick. Him and okay, Biden got underneath a truck that was driving over a wooden a wooden thing that had like stakes in it. And then it goes over their back and it doesn't cut through them. Whoa, what? It doesn't cut through them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this little story I made up, that's what happens. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll believe it when yeah. I see it. That's why I say yeah. that. Well, Randy Rainbow, he's this guy who, I guess he was a comedian. He's been like hustling for a while as well. But he, um, you back, Sam? I'm Did back. Did you poop? What were you gone for, Sam? What? what did you leave for? Where did you go? What did you do? What did I yeah. do? I peed yeah. in the toilet. Copy that. And then I jacked off and <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah that's funny yeah and but then then i flushed it down so no one would see all right uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh this is the last time i drink the man um so hold me to that so randy rainbow i guess he was like a comedian or he was like trying to do youtube comedy for a while but he hit it big when he discovered that he would he could do parodies of show tunes and he would change the lyrics so that they were about like them dem stuff like liberal stuff uh so he did one about fauci uh he did one where he says that he's a homosexual. He did one about mm -hmm. how Melania is like being spineless and not standing up for her husband. He's kind of homosexual. That's funny. It is funny. It's a kind of well, the man. I think Randy Rainbow. I think by his own admission is gay. I, I think he's out, so it's okay for me to say that. And but homosexual, he's imagining a world where you could have a sexuality where you were only attracted to Andrew Cuomo. Oh, mm. huh. Oh, I see. So it's like homosexual. It's homosexual. Yeah, right. But instead homophobic. of homophobic, you could be homophobic. Brother, I'm homophobic. 
<laughs> after too. letting tens of Me thousands of, of New Yorkers die and then take the <laughs> homophobic. Oh, so I'll say this before you get back to your thing. I, I sort of failed to make that into a bit. I was going to pretend like I'd never heard of homosexual before. And then also that I didn't really get it. And that I thought it was funny anyway. I have heard it. It's it's not funny. I, I was just Sarah, kidding. commit to the bit. I know it was a bit. I, <laughs> I know it. Damn. It was clear that okay. I knew it, too. I knew it was a Good. bit. OK, damn. Come into, I'll get it next time to the bit in the future. But anyways, I think he kind of and I'm still willing to like go out with you. And <laughs> Uh, I'll text you about it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope I can find the sound for that whole conversation because it was good. So, so there's kind of two peaks now. This, this, the the Randy Rainbow saga reached a zenith this week because Randy, first of all, Kamala Harris, or this was last week, Kamala Harris announced as Biden's VP, and he made a song called Kamala. I guess parodying um, Camelot. A musical called Camelot. Have you heard of this musical? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard of that. I never heard of it before. I'm, I'm just <laughs> going to play it because I think it really speaks for itself. Okay. I have no doubt that I picked the right person to join me as the next vice president of the United States of America, and that's Senator Kamala Harris. Joe Biden kept a lid on who he would choose <laughs> to help make Trump's first term his last hurrah. But now he's giving everyone the good news. It's Kamala. I am incredibly honored. Will she be crowned America's new VP? Elizabeth and Bernie say, well, duh. And in his pants, Mike Pence just made a pee-pee. He's scared of her. Let me take this opportunity to welcome her to the race. Kamala. Kamala. A name that makes her critics fume. We will admit we did not see this coming. But Kamala. 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 All right, that's all we need to see. Wow. What do you think? It reminds me of um, the what's the influencer who we were talking about her new video, uh, the b- gamer bathwater. Oh, girl. Um, uh, what's oh her fucking God, name? Belle Delphine. Belle Delphine, how like she released that video and there's nothing about it that I should have watched it like so many times, but they were, it was just like couldn't stop. Like I would have kept watching that entire thing. I've wa- I've that seen it. Really I've seen it like 20 times. I've watched it mesmerizing. over and over. <laughs> Yeah, it's incredible. Wow, you know the the <laughs> the um, counterpoints talks about like uh, self cringe versus like em- embarrassment for like another community, and like self cringe is when you someone who's like doing something embarrassing that you would that you feel like they're in your community and they're like embarrassing you and their behavior like reflects poorly on you. And then there's another kind of cringe that I kind of can't remember, but I'm it's, I'm curious cause I do think it's cringy, but I'm also like, I'm not this person at all. Um, mm. So it's, I don't even know if it reflects on me, but I do find it like incredibly embarrassing. Mm. I, but it, sorry, go. No, you go. Well, I think at first I was nauseous. Like I thought it was, and I think there's still things about it. But now I've kind of, I've kind of gone the full 360, and now I think it's like kind of genius, but not, you know, in a kind of, in like a kind of mm. naive way. Like it's so, you know how 
uh, Slavo Žižek, he only reads Hollywood films. And his idea is that mm. Hollywood films, like, they they give you, like, a straight tunnel into ideology. Like, you know, because they're totally kind of um, unself-conscious. Like, they ha- they're, you know, they're, it's Hollywood. And I feel like this is like that. Like, it's just a distillation. Because this guy, it's like, he's just unself-conscious. He's just delivering exactly... It feels like folk art or something, you know? Mm, it does feel like folk art. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about it where like, I mean, it's just as simple, maybe even as just like the jokes are so bad that they just don't even really strike me as like an offense to good taste. There's just like there was never anything they were he was even really going for. I don't know. There's something about it. I, I would have to watch it again even to really get it. But like the joke about pee pee. Mike Pence is going to pee pee. There's something about that that's so unbelievably bad that it's like moving and incredible. Yeah. Well, I think actually, mm. I think the thing that I've, I've been trying to figure out what it is that kind of emotionally hits me about this, but I think what it is, mm. is that it it's like a perfect expression of impotence. Like in the yeah. song, he's mm. gloating. <laughs> He's gloating and he's saying Kamala's name makes her critics fume. And he plays a video of Tucker Carlson going, I will admit we did not see this coming. As if anybody felt threatened, scared, like yes. nobody feels anything. This is not a game changer. She's not like, she's not totally. gonna, she's not like gonna destroy Pence. And I mean, but you know, probably when she does a debate with Pence, people who like her will say she won and people, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. But he's not scared. No one. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but, but he's like expressing, he's like gloating and it's like, oh, you look like a wimp. Like you look, you don't look tough, you know? Mm-hmm. And, it's, and he, he'll like do that in other videos where he's like, Trump supporters like him and and he shows pictures of like of like a crowd of Trump supporters it's like any one of those people could kick your ass um yeah I also like how cheerful the tune is uh and in regard to an issue that only brings me like anxiety and unhappiness and a sense of just like uh total exhaustion it was it's so cute it's like being on a carnival ride it's true yeah yeah, it's um well cute. I don't know if I feel cute is the word, but I feel enraged or kind of nauseated. <laughs> sure. But yeah, if you were really really angry, you wouldn't make a video like this. Well, there is a mo- he does he does show a moment of anger and I'll I'll play that. Uh hold on, let me see if I can find it. Okay, right here. It's actually coming up. I'll play it. An incredible moment, right? He says, although you might say nah, don't cite her every flaw, because really, I don't give a shit. Just vote for Kamala. And then, mm. so first of all, I don't give a shit. You know, he's like, he's like, fuck you, vote. But it's like, I don't know. You know, you're not forcing me to do anything. So it's just totally Mm-mm. impotent, like gloating. And then he covers his ears and he goes, la, 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 la. And then it goes, la, 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 la. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Mm. And I'll say this. If I was a Trump supporter, it would enrage me. It would trigger me. 
Wow. Hmm. Because it's so heinous, like, and it's well, because it impotence. I think I think all you have to do is kind of smile, you know, like it's like that thing when you're, you know, you're making fun of someone and someone's like, I, you know, I know you are, but what am I? And then they're smiling, laughing, and you're like, ah, oh, just your joy, your joy makes me mad, even though I know you're <laughs> stupid and wrong, but your joy makes me mad. Well, and that's how we have to fight mm-hmm. them. Yeah, fight, fight fire with joy. With our joy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I also think there's like another element that annoys me about this that that i'll try and like put my finger on which is that like so i think this is something that like my grandparents would like think is really cool like Mm. my grandfather sends videos like this sometimes to like the group email and stuff and there's like a thing about this annoys me too which uh, another sort of level of understanding which is like this person is like desperately trying to go viral totally and that that's also like annoying to someone of my like generation i think um and the transparency of it is 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 like gross to me um and the like kind of yeah like lowest common denominator of it and i think that people of a certain generation like do i I don't know do they like see that element of these videos i don't think so i don't think that they see it as craven because i don't think that they see like the things he's expressing as like I think to them that's reality, you know, like that's 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 not a point of view. That's just what is true. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Hmm. Yes. No, I don't yeah. think I know what you mean. Uh, to us, this guy is like um, deciding to t- to put on the hat or the like the lib hat and like and sort of play the hits. Like we're seeing a guy playing yeah. the hits and kind of d- just doing the dance people want to see. But to the people who really want to see it, they're like, no, this guy's not putting a hat on. This is just reality. Because hmm. they think all those things, too. Hmm. It's like it's like it's like the way that when um, someone, you know, if you don't listen to a lot of like heavy metal music, someone plays you heavy metal music, you're like, ah, all heavy metal music sounds the same to me. But the heavy metal. Mm, why do they act so angry? The yeah. heavy metal music fans like, no, there's big differences here. It's just the truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, I I also have this experience too, where it's like, I like, um, going into those when when I did that tweet that went viral, like I would sometimes go into the accounts of the people who retweeted me, and they were like just these accounts with like twenty seven, twenty eight followers, and the person was just just retweeted stuff, and they just retweeted things that had like hundreds of thousands of likes. And I was like, this is disgusting because it's like you have no taste. You're just like retweeting the Whatever most everybody likes, liked I like th- it too. Yeah. Exactly. The most liked <laughs> things. And and that like so weird. I think to a, an older audience, like this video has the feeling of like, oh, this this is like homegrown and this is like person made this in their apartment kind of thing. And they don't understand that this is like so so already so like production valued and aimed at like being viral that they haven't come upon anything like special whatsoever Mm. yes it is funny to be sent a video like sometimes my dad will send me a a tiktok video and like he sent me one that was um a person realizes there's no toilet paper in the bathroom and they reach and they pick up their cat and i think to not my dad bad. he must have seen that and never seen anything like that before in his life because he was yes. like i have to send this to my daughter yes. <laughs> yeah 
When to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that and a thousand other videos that are like right. that. Yeah. Right. Like, why did you send that to me? Yeah. So this to a grandparent definitely reads as a different thing. This is really something special. Really something special. Do you think, yeah. though, yeah. you know, that like, on the other hand, we also have our own Randy Rainbows, you know, the people who sort of play the hits that they know we oh, want yeah. to see. Totally. Yes. But for a much smaller audience, so yes. we can kind of stroke our own back yes. knowing. Brad Tremel knows what I want. And exactly. I love we, it. Yeah. I'll, I'll vote for whoever he says to vote which for. Which is to say what? Funny memes about the politics? The art world. Saying the no. art world isn't important. People, power holders in the art world. Yeah. I was thinking more like, you know, Conor O'Malley or people who we think are genuinely cool. Sure. And then if you're for the outside, it's like, yeah, I see what they're doing. I see all the mm. moves. But also Connor O'Malley is not voice. funny. Yeah. Not funny to people who aren't like on the internet a lot. And that's what's also what what we love about him. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I'll say this. I was also listening to I listened to WNYC all day long, basically every day. And um today I can't remember what show it was. They were just doing news analysis and they went off on this tangent talking about um some kind of pop psychology studies about how you galvanize people long term to make real change. And they were talking about like how protests lose momentum, but that doctors fighting coronavirus don't lose momentum. And how can we apply the mentality of the doctors to other? And I was just like, I can't listen to this stuff anymore. Like, what are you guys talking about? I don't know. This is not nothing. <laughs> this is sand through my fingers. Like, I just don't fucking know like what this is. I'm supposed to use this for something like what the we're talking with ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. And it just felt like it was just endless. Like, I, I don't know. And I I think a lot of people feel that way about listening to NPR. They turn it on, especially people that aren't liberal who are just like, this is annoying. Wait, hold on. There's another but, good, great moment here. He's so he's edited himself interviewing Trump. And I think that like the, the power of this. Um, look at him sucking his cheeks. I think he's really <laughs> the power of this moment is that really he's like owning Trump in this fantasy interview. And I think this is this kind of I mean, it, it just sort of touches on the on the sort of libidinal effect you know people want to see trump get owned by this guy but it's like so he's so unaware of how like not tough he looks joined now by an old friend donald trump the president still okay i'll say this um, i think this has you've had a rough week for about a year now um why don't we start with some of the most recent natural disasters? Hurricanes. Actually, I was talking about your breath and your hair. We started with Texas <laughs> and Louisiana. Don't forget, Louisiana got hit hard. And I went to Texas and I went to Louisiana and met the people. And I think it helped. And we got very high marks. We got A pluses. Good boy. And then the following week, Puerto Rico got hit. And if you remember, it went in and out, in and out, three times. Wow. Well, let's not get into your sex life just yet. Let's first talk about... Who's just that? You think that has craft? Is that what you said I could Well, um, I think there's moments where, you know, I think the jokes are corny, but he delivers them, like, just the way that they should be delivered, you know? I think he, like... So it, it's, like, it's perfectly the thing that it wants to be, but it's just, like... Oh, you're not owning him. You're not owning yes. him. You've edited this yourself, so it looks like you're owning him, but you're not owning him. Seth says in the comments, so much lib comedy is just letting people feel like they're somehow owning Trump with dumb videos Trump has no idea exists. Although, on the other hand, Trump does post all those, like, weird videos that are like, welcome to the Trump train. So maybe he is watching he stupid, shitty online content. 
Yeah. And at least care Trump, about it when he does now. Do you think Trump spends like an hour in his bed, like before he falls asleep, like looking at his phone inches from his face? Maybe. I'd believe it. Probably. That's what yeah. I do. do you think that's kind of cute? That's a kind of cute image. To know that we're sort of connected with him in that moment, you know, despite yes. all the stuff that goes on during the day. Exactly. It, yeah. At the end of the day, we're not so different. Him and yeah, us. We're in our beds looking at our Instagrams, yeah. checking our the number of people who have viewed our stories. Do you yeah. think Trump looks through his likes? And he's like, yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> he's like, there's specific people that he wants likes from. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm. Man. Yeah, I guess he's not so bad, huh? <laughs> I guess he's not so bad. Yeah. Uh, NPR has a new show also called United States of Anxiety. I don't really know what it's about, but I just I hate the name of it. I hate hearing them say it. It's like people are anxious. A, what's the what's the are. premise of the show? I'm not sure what it is. It's about it's another news analysis show about like people are having a really hard time right now. But just like them saying United States of Anxiety every day makes me upset. I don't like hearing that. Just call Why? it news, he, news hour. We're, news we're hour block three. An, <laughs> <laughs> we're here with an upper middle class high schooler in the suburbs yeah. of Chicago, <laughs> and they have a big test coming up. <laughs> um. Well, I'll I'll finish up with this, which is that Randy Rainbow, he got canceled because his what? old his old tweets came out. No, and he had heinous old tweets. Oh gosh, what what kind of heinous are we talking about? Really bad stuff, kind of race, pretty racist stuff. Well, but was it a different time? It was a different yeah. time. Was it the thirties? It was a different time. <laughs> um, it was a different or it time. Was the same time. Were we at war with Japan mm-hmm. then? So it was okay mm-hmm. to say exactly. the stuff he said. Exactly, it was a different time when I. A gay white man had a different position on the kind of privilege ladder yes. than he does mm. now. Yes. The, in the, uh, the Greco-Roman period. So he had no choice but to be knocking others down. Yeah. Well, at that point, he was, because, of, because he was in the othered position, he could kind of, he was kind of playing. Swing and hit at whoever he wanted. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I always feel sort of paradoxically, I was much more woke in high school and early college when I wasn't on Twitter than like I am now. And so I kind of wish I had been online like earlier in my life. So I had a kind of, I could hedge against some of the, maybe the more dangerous stuff that I say now. What do you mean hedge against? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I well, I guess uh, many people feel, oh, I'm so worried about the dumb things I said in high school. And I sort of feel like, oh, I wasn't saying dumb things in high school. Like, it's the stuff I sort of think and feel now that I have to be worried about. You want to tell mm. us what some of that stuff is, Sam? No, 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 no. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think that's a kind of funny concept, but I don't know. I, I don't think it, a lot of other people feel that way, so. I feel like but it's the, I was more I was m- more unwoke in high school then I became woke in college and now I'm like on a sort of slow and steady off ramp. Mm. Mm. Sam, do you feel like though they, that actually that it protects you because if you say something bad now and people try to go back and look they'll be like no but he's actually a good guy cuz look at these tweets from 2016 like Tweets, tweets well, from from edgy comedian Sam from uh, uh, Surface from 2012. Yeah. Clean and stupid. 
Yeah. No, that, that's what that's what I'm that's what I was hoping is I wasn't on Twitter when I was in high school oh, and college. Oh, so there's no. So I wish I was so that I it could hedge against oh, some of the things I say yeah, now. Okay. I see. I see. Damn, I gotta say everything twice on this fucking podcast. No, I guess it's me. I guess I'm fucking dumb, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, Rain and Rainbow got canceled for pretty bad tweets. You should go look them up. I don't. I don't want to look at them, and I also don't want to read them on air. But because they were, some of them were pretty <laughs> offensive. That sucks. Um, hmm. But so does that they, make it feel even more performative than what he's doing now, I guess? Um, no, actually, it made me respect him more because I was like, this guy has been hustling for a really long time for like 10 years at this point. Like his first viral video was like, I think like 10 years ago. So I was like, you know what? If you've been hustling for 10 years, I mean, you know, the tweets aside, he apologized and I think nothing's going to happen to him. But it's like if you've been hustling for 10 years and then at the end, at the twilight of your life, you want to make these stupid vids where you roast Trump. You know, power to you. Same thing with twilight of your life. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> He's about to die. Yeah, it's like yes, COVID. More, more power to you. And same with uh, the woman who does the lip syncs. It's like at a certain point, you I gotta just, get down. With I your wonder. Bad self I wonder. Stuff, if, yeah, yeah, you gotta get down with your bad self. You said it. <laughs> I wonder if it's like at a certain point you're like, okay, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna fuck up all my values. I'm going to do the thing I don't want to do. Or is if, as, as you get older, your values start to coalesce. You start thinking, no, this is good. This is cool. Mm. What do you think? I wasn't listening. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Well, uh... well, so he's really done now. Like people don't share his stuff anymore. Because I feel like the the audience for the Randy Rainbow videos wouldn't care about a canceling no. if there are grandparents and parents. They'll defend. Yeah, they're not on Twitter. They're not going to see them. And if they saw them, they would defend Randy Rainbow. <laughs> he's he's as protected as Joey Diaz is. Wow, that must feel mm. really good. Randy Rainbow and Louis J Gomez same amount of protected from <laughs> from uh, wow. uncancelable. Uncancelable. No, I was just saying if like as you get older you. Like you don't feel like you're selling out. You think that this stupid sellout shit is the thing you're supposed to like. It's cool. Like it's good. Hmm. I see. I'm not really hitting a vein that uh, people are interested. I don't, I'm trying to imagine it. I'm trying to imagine being older and thinking like stupid sellout shit is cool. Like, it's definitely feasible. I mean, there must be something that explains why everyone always sells out in the end, and no good man, no one dies a good man. So that's as good an explanation. Mm. Yeah, I think you just gotta make money for your children. <laughs> I mean, Randy Rainbow doesn't have kids. I don't think. When you guys were teenagers, did you feel misunderstood? Hmm. I think I wanted. No. I think I wanted to be misunderstood. Not too much. I was interested in that character. Me too. You wore like a thin little scarf. And I wanted to be emo. F- <laughs> what about you, Sarah? I I think I, I at first I didn't even really understand the whole idea of being misunderstood. I think for a long time, or even having angst, I didn't really understand because um, I thought you could just kind of figure things out and like find your own way. Um, and only later did I get what 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 it would be like to be misunderstood or have angst, but I've never felt misunderstood. Someone always seems to understand anything that I'm feeling. If I tell enough people, someone understands, so. 
Well, Sarah, you're so articulate. It's hard to imagine you letting anyone go without misunderstanding you. Thanks. That must be it. Yeah. Hmm. I felt the same. I felt that actually playing like a little a little misunderstood boy who was very articulate actually got me a lot of fans among the kinds of adults that I wanted to make my allies. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Yes. You were like, I'm a difficult teenager. <laughs> Adults really I don't know if responded like, to that. Uh, the, like there's like a photo, like a like an arts teacher and they like are coming into the studio to turn off the lights at 8 p.m. to go home. Yeah. And you're like still yeah, there, still like painting your little painting. Yeah. And then they come over and see what you're working on. And it's a gorgeous naked woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's a painting of my face, but one half is ghastly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Sweet Felipe. And I'm putting on. Won't you take a break from your work? And I'm putting on a mask where I'm smiling in the drawing. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and it has a word bubble that says, nothing's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, if you were a teenager like that, wouldn't you be like, like in the back of your head, like, people understand what I'm going through? This is. Totally a phenomenon. I, yeah. yeah, I don't think that I ever felt like nobody understands. Hmm. But I did feel sad and angsty. You feel like you misunderstood others when you were a teenager. It, Let me ask you that. Probably. Hmm. I think I was angsty. I think that I thought I wanted to have a girlfriend. And I couldn't. I think I thought. I think I thought. Yeah. I think that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what you sound yeah. like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> the last time I drank on the Raisin Man stream. <laughs> this is what I remember being a teenager. I was always like standing on an overpass that was between the height of my high school and my house. <laughs> and I was always looking out at the cars that were driving underneath it and thinking, oh, I can never know where they're going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was most of what I remember. I remember mm. thinking none of none of the kids in my school know the understand the cool music I listen to. <laughs> they they want to listen to Lady Gaga and I want to listen to uh Fallout, Fallout Boy. Yeah. <laughs> and Pantera. Yeah. I, got, I definitely remember it, it's cool to me that people when they were 14 knew to be goth or emo. Because I looked at those kids and was like, that's like the lamest thing in the world. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> I think that you um, were the one who had the knowledge. You understood that you shouldn't be goth or emo. But how did I but you can't understand it? You know, this is like the Hegel thing or the the uh prodigal son. Like you have to believe that you should be emo and then realize you shouldn't be to really understand. The person who never goes down the road knows nothing. Oh, like you so. were a normie. Whereas somebody that Yeah, I understand what you're was a goth and then was like, Oh, being goth is is lame. Then that person is the one that knows all. Yeah. I still don't the jury's still out on whether or not being goth is lame. Jury's still out. You, can you go into like a dark room, close the door, turn off the lights and imagine really hard what it would be like to be goth for five minutes and then step out and decide you don't want to do no, that? No, no, no. <laughs> and you've kind of gone down the road sort of mentally. This you know? is the thing. Mm -hmm. I think like being goth or emo, it's like you're you're dressing up, you're putting on the angst on you as like a sort of performance, which I think is cool. But the real like angsty kids, the real like 
you know, the real problem kind of school shooter guys, those guys just sort of dress normal. Mm. They just wear like a t-shirt and jeans. Hmm. So what's that about? Hmm. Yeah, did you look at the school shooters, Sarah, and think, no, those people are good. They're normal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what is that about? I don't know. I, it's definitely better to be one of the goth kids. I mean, that's really something. You're doing something fun. It's more of a project. You're really, like, out there. It's well, true. You're what, making a little show. Yeah. Yeah, could I suggest that it's like, you know, the 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 goth kids already have the kind of They've kind of enacted the rebe rebellion by like dressing strangely and listening to strange music and stuff. Mm. Whereas school shooters like desperately try all their lives to be normal and are rejected over and over again, you know. I think that there is something to that. I'll say this. I never liked Invader Zim. I hated the whole world really? of Invader Zim. I was like, this is gross and scary. Who would like this? And anytime I saw a kid who had an Invader Zim backpack, I was just like, we have nothing in common. We'll never understand each other. Well, yeah. what was what was the cartoon that crust punks like you uh, watched? That I liked? Yeah, co-op co kids like you would watch. I got. I don't. I don't even really know. Because even Rick and Morty, I remember originally watching that and being like, "Why is there vomit on his like little doctor jacket? Like that's gross." But Rick and Morty's <laughs> like now. I'm talking about like kid when you were a kid in high school. Uh, I thought Family Guy was really funny and watched like every episode of Family Guy. Yeah, Normie. Yeah, Family Guy is funny. Family Guy is super funny. Yeah, Invader Zim was huge for me. I bet, man. <laughs> Based on your little haircut, your little shirt right now. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, you I like that little movies. bug? It's like a little green bug with pink eyes. Yeah. yeah. Wait, which bug with pink eyes? The, the main character, Zim. Oh, that... Zim, yeah. It, it's yeah, Zim. Gross. He's not really a bug. Humans! <laughs> oh, man, what a show. <laughs> yeah, I was a, I was a, fuck, mm. I was a dumbass. Like, I loved, I loved, uh, there's this whole thing in the show about like do me like saying like do me your your do me fate your uh you know or like oh you're about to meet your chocolatey fate or something like that that was like the kind of humor i loved that and i loved to say that but they made a they made a, a movie now on netflix uh invaders a movie i started watching it's pretty funny <laughs> it's pretty good hmm i'll take a look i wish it was just a little brighter the world is too dark hmm depressing it's really mm. i think yes. that's the, the it's a funny show it's a well-made show i always watched c cartoons when i was a kid and i thought no one i know talks like this and these aren't humans and there's nothing here for me to connect with what did mm. what did you Strange. connect with as a kid then i, I guess i liked movies like action movies Solaris. i watched all kinds Solaris, yeah. <laughs> you stalker. Yeah. <laughs> um mm. no, I I liked like violent movies as as a teenager and action movies, that kind of stuff. I watched a lot of it, it when it comes to comedy, like I watched a lot of like um like uh I don't know, like Super Troopers or like American Pie or like those kinds of like teen mid 2000s teen like party movies american pie pretty good movie mm -hmm. euro trip 
Mm. Uh, man, I think we, I think, I think that we converged on some interesting thoughts. What's up, Sam? You're making hand signals. <laughs> I'm, I'm said, I'm ready to, to end the podcast. You're ready to end the podcast. Well, I, didn't, I didn't talk about something. I have more stuff on my list. I can't sleep at night. <laughs> Why didn't you bring this up earlier? <laughs> We were, had so many other things to talk about, and then we were doing list of movies we've seen. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I should have talked about I can't sleep. Wait, yeah, uh, but we have to go. Let me see what I had <laughs> on my thing. Uh, I'm gonna go grab my spaghetti. You know, uh, I did have. Uh, you know, COVID made me realize that I need to follow my dreams. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I feel like I should have traveled more, and I've decided that when. Um, when COVID's over, I, re I really want to go to Newark. Wow. <laughs> Man, yeah, you should get, totally get out there, dude. You should have traveled more also. That's a real shame. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I had on my this notes. This makes me think of <laughs> what, go. My, when my grandpa was dying yeah. and he was in hospice, my dad gave him a copy of 100 Places to See Before You Die. No. And, and my mom was like, why oh, would you God. do that to him? Like, my grandpa t traveled extremely little in his life, but I think my dad thought it was just the book. Like, if you see them in the book, it's like you saw them in real life. Well, you'd want to hope that the person is, that as, as their mind is slowly turning off, that they're kind of going into 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 kind of uh dissociative fugues where they're like kind of floating by the easter island heads yeah dreams where they feel like they're going <laughs> to those places and you know they say that in the last couple of seconds where you die you have a dream that lasts as long as your life Mm. Oh, that's horrible. Please. Oh, man, I've been dreaming intensively. I obviously won't describe any of my dreams, but my dreaming recently, I can't sleep. And when I do sleep, it is as if I am awake all night long with how involved my dreams are. Uh, and wow. extremely realistic. Yeah, it's been hell. I don't what know do when you it'll dream go about? away. I had a dream that um, me and my me and my brother were planning a barbecue at my brother's house and we invited my mom and she wasn't that excited to go and we were like mom well how are you not excited like all you ever want to do is like stuff with me and my brother like this is like exactly something you enjoy and she was like yeah i used to like to do that stuff and then you guys just kind of stopped coming around and i don't really care about that stuff anymore mm. and so i don't really want to go that much you know like real sad things mm. that make me think about my actual life even after i wake up so it's been horrible but you can't sleep I also I, I cannot fall asleep ever for hours. And then when I am asleep, you have it's these like realistic dreams. Horrible things happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. Wow. I was going to tweet about it, but I don't ever really tweet. But I want to know if this is happening to other people. I also don't want to start like when you got devil's itch and you start like entering into like an internet community of like people sharing their stories. Like, I don't want to be part of anything like that. But well, I mean, I, I do don't think you, I mean, I don't think it'll, you'll be surprised by the community. You know, it's just insomnia, right? Or do you think that you're having a particular kind of, thing that's different than just insomnia i don't know i was hoping it was just like a side effect of the coronavirus you should get your tarot read <laughs> yeah i'll get my tarot read i had a nightmare last what night did you, what was it when it had there was like a doll a creepy doll <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid it was like a dumb person's mm. nightmare <laughs> it was a creep, creepy funny. doll in a shed in like a in, in like a in like a separate yeah like a shed outside of the house where i was staying Anyways. Mm. Nice, dude. Yeah. <laughs> the most unimaginative dream. <laughs> uh, all right. I think we're good to call it. I've had a good time. That's it. Well, everybody, I... is there...
if you have one, uh, if you're in the chat and you have one final thought, say it, and we might read your name on the stream. <laughs> <laughs> we'll read your name first on the stream next time. Pop off quick, quick in the chat. There's a delay, so you have to respond quickly because we're. We're moving away. It's ending. All right. I'll take that as a no. I'll take that as a no. There's o. no one in the chat. Good okay, good night. Good night, everybody. Raisin Man Arena.